I'd like to welcome y'all to Secrets from the South. I'm your friend, Scotty Ray, along with my co-host, Terry. Now, you'll quickly catch on that we don't sound like the man on the 6 o'clock news. We talk a little slower, and we've got a southern drawl. But nonetheless, we've got a great podcast lined up just for you. We'll bring you some interesting stories. They're sometimes crazy and a little unbelievable. But it would be just plain impolite not to share them. So get yourself comfortable. Find some southern charm and a glass of iced tea and enjoy. If there's one thing that I remember from my childhood, it's my Aunt Estelle. She moved off to West Virginia as a young kid and would come back to visit us once a year. The only problem was when she'd come, we didn't understand what she was saying anymore. We kept thinking that she was talking about popsicles. And all along, she was really trying to tell us she wanted a Coke. Or how about the time she went to the rummage sale? We were thinking, what is that? Turns out it was a yard sale. But she always made the statement that she never lied. Well, then she rephrased it and said, well, I only lie in emergencies. So this week, our episode is titled, Little White Lies. Terry, one of the big sayings in the South is, I'm going to be late for my own funeral. (laughs) How many times have you ever heard that? I have heard that a lot. And well, that kind of leads us into today's subject. Which is? Being late and excuses. Well, excuses for being late, I guess, is a better way to put it. Yeah, and, and I guess we can say that, you know, you and I have had jobs in our career where we had people that reported to us. Correct. And as part of that, one of the expectations is, number one, that we get to work on time, and two, that our staff get to work on time you if you're going to be the leader you've got to set a great example and be there before everyone else if you show up later than your employees it just doesn't look good no because what you're saying is i can be late but i expect you to be on be here on time and that really doesn't work well now i am one of those that truly i mean i leave 20 minutes earlier if i've got a date and appointment i'll leave 20 minutes early at least to be there on time and I did that just the other day, and I was still late. And this is not an excuse. I was headed to the dentist, and so I left 20 minutes before my appointment than I would normally leave. And I tear off out of here, and I take it that you beat it uh, to work because you and I would travel that same path. Yeah. But a bulldozer fell off in the middle of the road. I saw that. <laughs> and I was stuck in traffic. I saw that, believe it or not, and I thought, what the heck? And I was 15 minutes late for my dentist appointment because of that. But I know you, and 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 what you say is true. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, if you tell somebody you're going to be there at eight o'clock, you're there at seven forty five, seven fifty. Yeah, at the very latest. You just it's just the way to do business. But there are some that now I will say that I would, for the most part, like to get there on time. The only exception, and this drives my husband crazy, is he doesn't understand why I have two rules of thumb. One of them is, okay, if you're going to be at work or if you've got to be in an appointment or something like that, you need to be there at least by that appointment time, if not before. Because a lot of times you need to be there early to check in, whatever the thing is. On the flip side, and here's the other part of me, you've been invited to a party. For the most part, I like to be there, and this is kind of a, a really weird window, but if your party starts at 7 o'clock, I don't want to be the first one's to the party i agree with you 100 percent, 100 percent. but i don't want to be but then there's a part where you really truly are really late i just kind of want to be casually late 
Sub 15, I don't want to be the first one to walk into a party. I want there to be some people that got there before me, and then I show up. Don't ask me why. I just don't want to be the first one at a party. Well, if it starts at 7, 7.15 to 7.18 is acceptable. Now, I'll admit that, my and my husband will vouch for this, if I'm having a really good time, I'm probably going to be the last one right. to leave a party. But when it comes to work, boy, there are some excuses. Well, you know, you think of back in grade school of, well, why you lost your homework? Oh, my dog ate it. And as adults, that little story just keeps going instead of just saying, hey, you know, I left home late. I just didn't get up out of bed on time. Why can't people just own it? They can't. They have to come. Have you ever had that employee? And one comes to mind. And they were an outstanding employee. But getting to work on time was a challenge. Yeah. And I heard some stuff. That I'm, I finally just had to call them out on it. There's no way that I'm buying this. The dog ate the tires. Uh, at one point, something was on the roof of their house. And it was always something. Got ran off the road. You know, and the first one you might buy. But it's the same people that come up with these crazy stories day after day after day. And if they truly had that kind of bad luck, I don't think I'd ever leave my house. If you're supposed to be at work at 7, 7, 10, 7, 15 is not acceptable every day. It just, you don't do it. You know, some people just, there are very few out there that will be late day after day after day. And that just own it. I was just late. But most of us have got to say, come up with something that you just think, do you think I just fell off the turnip truck? Now, this is, you've, like I said, I know you've been in management a long time, too, and had people report to you, but how many times have you been told, well, my dog got loose this morning, and I had to chase it to the neighborhood? <laughs> how many times is that? Well, I probably have used that one myself, because I do have dogs, but I mean, that's something that you may use that truly may happen once every couple of years. Yeah. But you have people out there that will pull that card out every single time. Then there's the, well, my car broke down. It wouldn't start. And, you know, what do you say to somebody on that? Because that's not one of those. It's too outlandish. It could happen to anybody. But yet again, if it's used often. Or it's the same person that comes up with that may use that one. And then the next week they've got something totally different. Yeah. And you're like, nobody has that many events that occur. But I've got one for you. And somebody said, I forgot it wasn't the weekend. So they thought Monday was still Saturday. Yeah. Now, I have to wonder what. Does their weekend involve that they forgot that Monday had rolled around? That's almost telling me that they had one big party over the weekend and they weren't of the right mindset to even know it was a Monday. I'm thinking of a Ray Scott song called I Gotta Quit Drinking. <laughs> I think you're right. There's a lot of that. Those uh, headaches, uh, you know, they can't make it in. They just they got had too big of a party over the weekend and can't make it to work on Monday. And I think that they're brain was kind of flooded with alcohol right and they truly did not know that it was time to get up and get to work how about i was cornered by a moose i never (laughs) had that one thrown at me terry (laughs) especially in the south now this does happen but it's usually widespread throughout the office with people that live near each other the power goes off and nobody shows up to work on time because the power was off and an alarm didn't go off but 
you know, now that we've moved into whatever century this is, Terry, your your phone is your alarm clock for most people nowadays. Exactly. But now I will admit, for us women, that power is if important. the power went off, believe me, you would not want me showing up to work right out of how I look getting out of bed. <laughs> it would be scary. The hair's all disarrayed. I mean, first of all, yeah, you could put makeup on in the dark. You could. I mean, you could get a flashlight. You could rig it somehow. Uh, taming this hair, I, I just don't know. I would have to have a shower. I'd have to have, you know, something electronical, uh, whether it be a hair dryer or a curling iron, which I don't use, but I'm just saying I would have to have something to tame this mess before I would go in. So I could buy a little bit of that, but people do come up with some extremely outlandish reasons for not being able to get somewhere on time. What else you got? My cat had the hiccups. Yeah, I, that, that's bad. That's really bad. Uh, how about my mother-in-law wouldn't stop talking? Now, you know, legitimately, I've stopped at a store in a hurry in the morning, run in to grab a drink to get back in the truck, and you get stopped by somebody in the Oh, yeah, that's lot, a talker. And you can't get away from them. No, I, I agree with that. But, you know, you can't use it every day. Well, what about, I thought about quitting today, but then I decided not to, so I just came in late. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that one. <laughs> well, what about you probably didn't have to worry about quitting because you got fired? Continuing on with these crazy excuses. Here's one that said, I thought it was supposed to snow today, so I slept in. I think anybody in the South that would say that, it would definitely draw suspicion. I mean, it's such a rare thing if we get snow in the South. Now, if you're in North Tennessee or Arkansas or something like that, maybe. Yeah, but you're uh, sitting down in Florida, Mississippi, Texas, Texas, Louisiana. That's probably not going to work. Yeah, that excuse is out the door. My dog chewed up my shoes, and I had to buy new ones. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. I don't fall for now. That dogs way. can chew up shoes, in all fairness, but I just think it's probably unlikely that you only own one pair. I agree with that. Now, your hunting boots—you got one pair of them, but you don't wear them to work. Exactly. Here's a really good one. My wife left me, and she took my car with her. (laughs) You got bigger problems than just your J-O-B. Actually, I can see that one happening. I mean, you think about it. That's what you call a bad day. Yeah. Yeah, late for work, probably going to lose that J-O-B. Your wife left you. And you don't even have a vehicle. Oh, that reminded me of Willie Nelson's song, uh, The Last Thing I Needed the First Thing This Morning was Have You Walk Out on Me. <laughs> <laughs> the bus broke down and the driver wouldn't let me off. Yeah. You know, you do have that where you're, have you ever been on a, a plane and you get out on the tarmacs and you're, you're supposed to be taken off and then they, there's a backup of people actually, uh, the plane's actually taken off and so, you get stuck. Well, you don't get on off of that. Yeah. I don't know that that necessarily applies to a bus. Yeah. Uh, I've only been on one bus, and it was at an airport. I've never ridden a city well, bus. Well, but you do have a lot of people that their transportation to and from work is a bus. The large cities. Yeah, exactly. But I just don't, mm, I don't know that I buy that one. And now, here's a good one. And at least you can say that they are honest. And I think this goes back to one that we mentioned earlier. I went out last night, and I'm still drunk now. You don't need them as an employee. Uh, let's see. I was out of cat food, so I had to go get some at the pet store first. Or, I thought I was sick, and then I realized I wasn't. You know, a lot of people do play that sick card. 
Oh, yeah. It's a con- how do you prove them differently? Well, and then have you ever noticed that there will be a pattern of the same one? Now, don't get me wrong for you folks listening. I don't want anybody to get you know their, their feathers ruffled. There are really some people out there that do fight sicknesses. They do have things that it's either seasonal or it is. Oh, you know, in the South dealing, sinuses is, is a big one. Or, or just that they do have some legitimate illnesses that they really battle. Those types of situations are different, you know, and it is no guarantee the next day that they're not going to have a flare up or, you know, that. And you know that about them. Their work ethic is good. They are doing everything in their power to be at work. But because of these chronic illnesses, it does plague them from time to time. You do have the other type of employee that will pull any kind of sickness out that it's almost to the point where you're sitting there scratching your head going, I don't know that I'm buying this just because of the description of the sickness that they say that they have and the frequency that they say that they have that. And just because of that person's type of personality, that the things that come out of their mouth just when you've been around them, the far-fetched stories that they tell just in general, just kind of goes hand-in-hand with the type of sicknesses that they say. And you're right. You know, when you're a leader, it's a fine line and that you have to be careful as a, a leader in terms of deciding what is legitimate and what is BS. And there's a lot of BS in this world. Oh, yeah. And they would just as soon tell you something that wasn't on the up and up as they would just to come clean. Um, and we talked about this is one of our episodes that we had before, so you'll appreciate this. I saw a UFO, and I had to stop and observe it. You'd have to pull out your trump card and say you're fired. Well, you know, we talked about in one of our episodes where a couple of guys, and kudos to them, had a UFO encounter and, I mean, actually, this took up a good bit of time, and then they went on to their graveyard shift. They actually reported yeah. to work on time, and they had actually been abducted by the, UFO. I, I mean, who all So that's... if you can be abducted by UFO, then there's no reason in the world that if you just saw a UFO... You can't come on in. You can come on in to work. <laughs> this guy, remember, was abducted by Legolas. Yeah, and um, got dumped naked. Yeah, and still came on in to work. Yeah. Now, that's a dedicated employee. Don't find those every day. No. (laughs) And here you got somebody that just saw one and had to stop and take notice. Oh, let's see. I heard somebody had died in the family, but they were fine, really. Now, these are quotes from people on why they were unable to come in to work. I cleaned the house, so I didn't have it to do after work. Well, I commend you for cleaning your house, but you need to do that on your time. Yeah. Not on work time. Doesn't fit into that. You know, I probably, there have been many days I probably got up in the morning and went to work. And when I'm making my way out the door, saw a few things in the kitchen because I am OCD. I like things to be, you know, clean and orderly and in its place. But I don't know that. I could continue to use that as an excuse where I saw a couple of coffee mugs, whatever else, and washed them up. and Or I got distracted and saw, you know, a blanket that needed to be folded up. Or maybe I, I grabbed the vacuum cleaner real quick and went and vacuumed a rug or whatever the case may be. 
that's something that you either need to plan for in advance and get up early and take care of those things. It is. Or you need to do it when you get home. You know, another one was I didn't have any clean clothes, so I had to wash some clothes before I could come into work. Again, I find that hard to believe that you only have one pair of shoes or one outfit. Yeah, yeah. Now, some of that may be you wear a uniform. Hopefully, you've got more than just the one shirt that you're supposed to wear. If not, what happens to this is the only shirt I've got? I get home, guess what you're doing? <laughs> you got to wash it. You got to wash it. There are crazy things that people come up with. Excuses, excuses. Have you ever had anybody that's come up with anything like that, Scotty? Or uh, Through the years, yes. Uh, some of them are horrible. You can't remember. And then it's just the habitual. They get to where they don't even give you any excuse. They're just late. And it's time for them to go at that point. I don't think that for those folks that come up with these types of things, it makes you wonder, how long did it take them to come up with that? Well, it's like uh, I bought something uh, a few months ago. And, you know, it really you're either good at this game or you're not good at this. And they hadn't got it in. And it's an excuse each week as to why it hadn't been completed for me. And I've already paid for it. And it's, well, man, I had this other man. I'd been working with them for a year, and I hadn't put them ahead of you. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on, one lie after another. That's like a contractor that works on a house. They're real good at that. Oh, yeah, because they've got to juggle. And, And I get it. You're not their only customer. The way they make money is they're working on several different projects all at one time. But if you call them and you're like, I thought you were coming over here, and it's been two days I've not seen you. Guess what they're going to do? Oh, yeah. Come up with an excuse of why they couldn't get over there. Now, I wouldn't say it's as elaborate as some of the ones that we've gone over today. But I guess this whole thing about coming up with excuses for work, let's just kind of branch out a little bit. Really what it is is we have become a society that has mastered the ability to stretch the truth. Yeah, white lies. When the truth would serve us much better than the stuff that comes out of our mouth. Just speak it and be uh, own it, as you say. Yeah, and but I mean, you think about okay, we got contractors that will tell you something. Uh, you just purchased something. Somebody told you something. The BS that comes out of people's mouths because they're habitually late for work. What's something else that comes up? Well, I just—I had a buddy not long ago who went to work. And he said, "I—I I gotta call somebody to lie again today." He goes, "The other department won't do the job." And he goes, "I have to call a lie for him." He goes, "It's due, and I have no choice. I have to lie." But that's what we've turned into, and that's—that's that's sad to say that. And I'm not saying that all of us out here are lying, but it's a bunch of it. It's a game that we play. I—I'll I, tell you what. Like, um, somebody calls you up and or invites you to a party. You don't really want to go. You don't really care about being around them. So what do you do? You lie. And sometimes we lie to protect people because it's just hurtful to say. You're ugly. And I ain't going out with you. (laughs) Or I don't like you. And I don't care about coming over. Or you know what? You're boring. And I don't want to be around you. Yeah. So what we do is we lie to protect that person from being hurt. And that's called in the South a little white lie. It is. And it's supposed, those are supposed to be unharmful little lies. And where do you think we learn those lies? From your mama. Is it just mama or no, daddy? No, it's, I don't know where it really comes from. What, what is the answer to that? Well, I think it's we've learned it from our parents. And I don't want to play it off on our parents because we've they probably heard it from theirs. Yeah. And it is. Have you ever seen the Andy Griffith where he says there's 
you know, sometimes you have to. It's it's good to tell a little white lie. Oh, you to make somebody feel good. Yeah. Uh, d- d- how does the stress look? Uh, how many times have you said that as a husband? Oh yeah. And what was your response? Looks great. <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. <laughs> and in reality, you know, or somebody say, "Do you think I'm losing weight?" That's you know, in the deep, in the deeper, deeper South, in the good old boy world, that's called mercy flirting. Is what that's called to make somebody feel good about themselves. Or to keep from uh, the repercussions of saying, honey, I know you want me to tell you you look good in that dress and that you've lost weight, but you really haven't. You're never going to say that, are you? No, no, you can't because you live there. Exactly. You want to be able to lay your head down in that same household and there be peace. And, you know, I guess at the end of the day, if if they feel like they look good in it, then let them go. My whole point in bringing this up is... I think we are all guilty, and it doesn't matter what part of the country you live in. We all have told a little white lie. Some of us tell them a lot more than others. Yeah, some have PhDs in this degree. Exactly, and some of us tell ridiculous lies like what we've used earlier about excuses for not getting to work on time that are just not believable. But some of us have really mastered that ability. But I don't know why that is so important that we tell it. We tell it in work. We tell it with our spouses. We tell it to our friends. How many times have you had somebody say, I didn't know that my husband was having an affair. Did you see this coming? I, thank goodness I have never been in that position. But I've heard people say, I just could not tell them because I knew that they, I would be ousted as a friend. Because they would have wanted you to tell them. They would have wanted to, or either they didn't want you to tell them because they get back with them, and then you've confront, you've been open and honest with them, and now they've gotten back with that person, and now you're the one that's on the outs because you told the truth. Mind so we tell business. that little white lie. But uh, we as a society sometimes think it's better to tell a white lie than it is to tell the truth. That that's just where the society has turned out. So we've talked about how we lie every day with people going to work, spouses, just in general. Okay. This is a scary stat, and I, I thought this was worth mentioning. This says Americans, and this could be in other countries. I guarantee the stats and the uh, would be similar. It says Americans tell an average of eleven lies a week. 11? That's high. 11 lies a week. So I don't understand why people lie, but I know we've got some information on why Why are we doing this? Well, you know, One of the, the surveys that are put out there on all this, what they back it up with, one of the why people lie is to avoid being punished. They don't want to get in trouble. So they throw out a white lie or a big old lie to say from – you know, getting busted. They don't want to be in trouble for whatever reason. And I guess that would be the reason why they come in with these outlandish excuses of why they're late. Yeah. They just need to make them more believable. One of the next reasons people want to want a, a pat on the back. They take credit for stuff that they didn't do. And you see that a lot. Oh, yeah. Or how about this? We lie about how grandiose something really is. And let me give you an example. You're a hunter, okay? Yeah. Or somebody that's fishing. Uh-oh. Seeing somebody that will catch, there's a 
the song by James Taylor where he talks about lying, and it's where somebody goes and fishes, and we exaggerate how big that fish was. You notice that every time you tell that story, and if you're uh, a bystander of that person telling that story, you'll hear, well, the first time they told it, they caught a five-pound bass. The next time they tell it, it was six pounds, seven pounds. Before you know it, big. before you know it, yeah, it's a ten-pound bass. When in reality, that poor thing barely weighed a pound. That's we the exaggerate. Way it is. We lie a little white lie. We tell the we exaggerate how big something is, how grandiose, like you said, something was. Another reason people do it is to keep someone else from getting in trouble. You know, like your sister. Did your sister or your brother come in late last? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> you're trying to protect them for a favor. Or you don't later. want to get involved. And if you have to tell the truth, then you're involved. Yeah. Uh, to win admiration, they say, is another reason that people do it. Uh, to protect yourself from getting whooped from somebody. I don't want to get whooped. You know what I mean by that? Uh, to em- embarrassment. This is a huge thing that people will lie because they don't want to be embarrassed in front of a crowd. So they'll tell a white lie instead of you know, spitting out the truth. You know, I know there's all kinds of reasons why we lie, and apparently we do it quite often because we just showed the stats on how often that occurs. Did you know that now there are such things as white lie parties? Would you have to explain to me what that is? Okay. Well, it says there is a new generation of theme parties, and really what this is, it's and it's growing in popularity. Here's the concept. It's pretty straightforward. Everyone wears a plain white T-shirt to this party, okay? And you write on it a little white lie. And it could be something as, okay, um, here's one. I'll be ready in five minutes. My girlfriend's not crazy. It's little white lies that everybody knows is a lie. For those that are always late for work, well, you'd probably write one that says, I'm at work five minutes early or something like that. But they are a huge thing now. My daughter, 20 years old, went to a white lie party where it's hilarious. It's something that you know when they walk in and you see it and it says something like, um, I don't know, you know, what would be a white lie that you would, what's something that you could imagine? I lost 10 pounds last week. So do you understand what I'm talking about, Scotty, when I say... That you're going to have, they have these white lie parties. It's really a play on, it's just the opposite of really who you are. I get, it's, a, it's a little white lie. I get it, but I don't think it would entertain me. Does that make a whole lot of well, sense? Well, I, I, I have not attended a white lie party. I just can't see me fitting in at a party like that. Well, you never know till you try one. <laughs> Okay, so what about this one? We say this to our boss. We've talked about the things that we say to each other. We obviously know that we're habitual liars. It's just the American way, it seems. What about when romance, when that, when you're dating someone <laughs> and you break up with them? What is the number one thing that that person who's breaking up with that person always says? It's not you, it's me. And that is the biggest cop-out. Oh, it is. That's a big cop-out. But we always try to say that because it has nothing to do with you. That's true. It's me. And you know what that is? Horse crap. Exactly. That was the exact word I was going to (laughs) use. We know that. But we think we're protecting that person, but really it's a cop-out. How many times have you heard this on the phone? I'm almost there. Oh, yeah. And you're really, you ain't even left your driveway. And then, oh, I'm almost finished. Because I've done that. I can't tell you how many times I've been upstairs. 
uh, working on something, I'll get called. Angie would call me to do something. I'm almost finished. I know what I ain't, but I'm just trying to keep going. Maybe they won't notice I don't come down. Or what about, I love this. I love your mom's cooking. And you've been talking about it all the time that she can't even cook. (laughs) Or what about, I have no idea where the cookies went. That is a running theme at my house. Who ate the such and such? And it's always, I didn't touch them. Yeah, I ain't seen nothing. Yeah, and you know you're the one, the last one. Or here's really, you know, us Southerners. We always want to be so hospitable to everybody. And yes. I'm not saying that Northerners are not, so please don't take offense. I'm just saying, you know us. We're going to spend 15 minutes talking to somebody before we ever get to what the root of the conversation or the purpose of the call or, you know, why we're in their office, what it is. That's just who we are. We got to talk about grandma and grandpa and how's your, how's your brother and all that sort of thing before we ever get to the real purpose of the conversation. But, it's always we're going to say, it's so great to see you, even when it's our enemy. Yeah. Because we just don't know how to be blunt. Yep. I agree with and that. And I love bluntness. But then you walk away and you say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I ran into so-and-so. But when you look at them, you're all about pleasantries. Now, and if anybody ever says this to you, just remember you're probably homely. There's no other way to do it. I'm not, I don't care about looks. I'm into personality. There's something wrong there. So I'm going to tell a little white lie okay. about you, okay? All right. Let's, let's talk about that. So I, th- I think we've all we've learned how to master it if we don't, have, don't know how to master it already. So, Scotty, I'd like to start off by having a little white lie about you. Well, put it on me. I really think you're an awesome cook. So does that mean you want to try my jambalaya? <laughs> uh, I think Angie would have one that said, uh, Scotty knows how to cut the oven on. <laughs> That's about all I can do. <laughs> it ain't much that I can do. And if you ever hear that, it would be a huge white lie about me. <laughs> I think we all could agree to that. What I've learned in life is there's a difference in between a lie and a white lie. A lie is intentional, devious, and made to hurt someone. And a white lie is simply a way for a Southerner to compliment someone. How does my dress look? It's okay to say you look fantastic. Because you know why? Well, you made them feel fantastic. And I guess I must come clean. I think I told a little white lie a minute ago. When Terry brought up James Taylor, I don't have a clue who this guy is. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't know Amarillo by morning, Chattahoochee, or Honky Tonk by Donkey Donk. Well, wait a minute. Maybe he's Reba's bus driver. Yeah, maybe that's who he is. We hope you enjoyed our podcast and will continue to listen more. We promise to provide stories that intrigue you, provide a little humor, reflect our heritage and culture, whether it's strange and alarming. Please leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. Let us know whether you liked or disliked. Do you have a story to share? If so, we'd like to hear from you. Please email us at comments at secretsfromthesouth.com and provide a brief description of your story along with contact information, and we'll be in touch. Until next time, well, you know a secret? Well, you've learned how to stretch the truth to make someone feel great about themselves.